Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. You're listening to The Middle with your host, Holly Azapati and Jordana Levine. In today's app, we dive into what makes a house a home and ways we both create the homely vibes. We've decided to mix things up from now on and we're surprising each other with recos, so hashtag watch this space. Jord guesses the natal chart of a Franco brother and we wrap up the app talking napping. Can you or can't you? So, Hull, I have something to tell you. It happened just this morning before we sat down to record and it was really exciting. And it's taken me, like, all of my might not to tell you before this moment. Well, you have been acting weird because you just dove straight into a recording. We didn't get to catch up. I'm like, what is going on? (laughs) What happened? Guess who I saw this morning on my way back from Pilates. If it's a Hemsworth brother, I'm going to die. Oh, my God. No, it was Zac Efron. No. No. It was a she. She was shopping with me in Bay Grocer. I can't deal. I lost my shit. Way more than a Hemsworth. Way Nicole more. Kidman. No. Oh my god! If I saw Nicole Kidman, I'd just be like, "Oh, there's Nikki." <laughs> I suck at this game. <gasps> Melissa McCarthy. No. Oh shit! I suck at this game. Who? Natalie Portman. No, you didn't. No, you I didn't. did. I did. She was there with her daughter. George, I looked up her natal chart yesterday to give you as celebrity natal chart and she didn't have a rising sign. Oh my God. I love her so much. And you know what? I looked at her and I was like, oh, that's Natalie Portman. I wasn't like, do I know her? I was like, no, that's Natalie Portman. We were getting um, almond milk out of the fridge at the same time. Do you know what's funny? I don't often get weird around celebrities. Like I actually don't ever get weird around celebrities. Mm. But there was something about Natalie Portman that made me feel a bit giddy. I feel that. I feel that she's she's eloquent and articulate and well spoken. Like she's not just a great actress, you know. There's she, a lot of admirable qualities to her. She's also teeny tiny. Is she really little? She's tiny. She That's was, coming from a tiny gal. I know she was tinier than me. She was oh, little. Yeah. Wow. Was she like smiley? What was her vibe? No, she was. She wasn't unfriendly, but she was very much in the zone. I mean. I'm pretty sure I wasn't the only one in Bay Grocer that you met Natalie Portman was walking around. So she's probably just trying to stay in the like, zone. Yeah. So what almond milk did she buy? <laughs> well, she didn't because ah. I grabbed mine and then she waited patiently for me. Oh my God, that's so lovely of her. I know. <laughs> so I don't know what she got, but oh, it was so, it was so exciting. So is she one of the cast on no Natalie Portman now that I think about it she was she used to come here often because when I was living here in 2012 she used to come into the roadhouse all the time but I but I always missed her so I don't know whether they have a house they might have a house here right that they come and stay in but it's like when did she get here totally Maybe she is here for a film. I don't know. I actually don't know. But I know that she used to frequent here a lot. So it's not unusual that she's here. But the whole COVID thing's unusual. Totally. So many so many celebs calling Byron home. It's making it really hot. Yeah, it's making it really hard for the average gal to find the a home. The average gal in a celeb world. Mm. <laughs> Speaking of home, that's what? our, that's our episode for today. Didn't even plan that, and here we are. Mm. So we put a shout-out on Facebook uh, yesterday about what you guys wanted to hear, and there were so many great uh, topics, and we will get to some of them. Some of them we have done before. I know you guys don't know our archive off by heart, but we have covered most things. Yeah. Um, But in saying that, uh, there were a few that we were like, ooh, we hadn't even thought of that. Yeah, so I've got a list like the Virgury Virgury Mirko... (laughs) 
Mercury Virgo, guys. I got it wrong. Um, so we've got a list and we're capturing them all. So any ideas that you have, please just continue to send them our way and I'll add to the list. But this one came up a couple of times, didn't it, George? Yes, it did, Holly. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> so we've done an episode once before on the different homes that we've lived in. But the difference in this conversation is how we actually make our own house our home. And I do think there's a difference because when it's your living environment, you have your own little unique touches and tweaks and things. And I know for you and I both, Jord, it's something that we get feedback on often is the energy and the vibe of our home. Well, it's so funny because yes, always, ever since I've had my own place, well, actually it used to happen when I lived at home with mum as well, we'll get to that in a minute. But everyone always wanted to be at our house, you know? Mm. And I think she was a big part of that. I think people just wanted to be around my mum. But I've I've always sort of taken it for granted, you know? Mm. Like I've never really – I never really think about what I'm doing with the house to make it a home. It just ends up being that way, you know? Definitely. Um, But then when we were asked the question and I started to really think about it, I think there are a few things that make people just feel really – comfortable and I have to say I think I inherited them from my mother and it's funny because we were talking about this Holly both of our mothers are Cancerians totally it's a very Cancerian trait to have a beautiful home and to really care about your home and want everyone to feel welcome in your home well, this is a conversation I was only happening with one of my friends here, having with one of my friends. <laughs> Do you need to? What is wrong with me? Should, I, should I turn you off and turn you back on? Lucky <laughs> charge. I haven't charged over that, guys. I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> what I was trying to say is, God, we're not even 10 minutes This in. is going to be a long <laughs> episode. <laughs> So I was having a conversation with a friend yesterday and I was saying how much of a homebody I am and how I just love being at home in my home. And I literally said out loud, it's such a Cancerian thing of me, which makes no sense. It must be because (laughs) of my Cancerian mother. So that was my long-winded way of saying, yeah, we both have Cancerian mothers who, George, you and I, without even realizing, had very similar... They both had similar knickknacks around the home growing up, you know? I thought you were going to say we had similar upbringings. I'm like, no, we didn't. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to watch you into that one with me. <laughs> so what were the types of things that your mum had around the house that maybe you took for granted a little? <laughs> this takes me back to the episode <laughs> we did on homes. I'm pretty sure it was that episode where I wanted to tell you how much <laughs> I loved lamp light. Yes. <laughs> she did have lots of lamps in the house is she is your mom a bit of a collector because mine is oh my god like when I was a child and a teenager she was a collector tastefully and now she's not untasteful but she really has become a bit of a no I don't want to say hoarder because it's not like there's lots of stuff everywhere piling up like She's just, she can't say no to knickknacks, you know, like she just can't say no. I'm like, no, no, I think it's time because, and I say this to her, I say this to her, it's kind of our running joke. I'm like, mum, when your time on earth is over, I'm going to have to deal with all of this shit that is sitting in your house. God, I didn't even think of that. I was like, can you please start sorting it out now? So what are the types of things? What are the knickknacks? <laughs> Tell me. I bet you our mums have the same things. Well, let's start with the tasteful knickknacks of my youth Okay. when I was growing up. Um, cool. So mum would have, yeah, she'd have lots of like, um, well, she always had beautiful rugs, like really beautiful Persian rugs. And um, they'd be in every room of the house. Um, lots of crystals, obviously, mm-hmm. but tastefully so, like mm-hmm. not pendant hanging crystals around the house like just really big gems Mm. sitting around the house lots of lamps and I I know we're joking about it but it really gave this kind of ambience to the house you know beautiful totally she'd always be burning um a candle or incense Mm -hmm. and then I guess we didn't really have flowers actually we didn't really have flowers in the house growing up but we definitely had indoor plants like so many indoor plants Mm -hmm. and she Mm -hmm. used to be able to keep them alive I'm like mum how do you do that? How did I teach me your ways? Why didn't I inherit this skill? I know. Um, I think that's about it. It always smelt amazing in our house. Like, 
Yeah. It must have been incense. I don't know what it was. And she also had like all of these beautiful, my mum used to travel a lot. And so she had like these beautiful like table runners and like um, pieces of fabric kind of around Mm. the house and always really beautiful artwork as well. So my, both my mum and dad, when they were together and when they separated, used to collect um, Native American art. Wow. And so we always had really beautiful Native American art around the house, in both houses, actually. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. How about you, Hol? Well, my mum and dad are both Cancerians, so it's just so interesting. Like, honestly, the knickknacks, the tasteful ones first. My dad had this uh, mantelpiece of vintage cameras through the ages. Oh, wow. Really, really cool ones, and they would just be on show. I, I don't know where they are right now, but they're really, really cool. Not that either of them were, oh, no, dad is kind of into photography, but that was just a, a hobby. My mum, very similar to your mum, Jord, it was very much about the fabrics, the throws, the the cushions, the, mm. like, mismatch colours, mix-match colours, and nothing was ever, like, a cohesive interior design standard theme. It was just, like, bohemian eclectic mix, which I always loved. I loved the colourful aspect of things. Uh, similarly, we'd always have incense burning, not really candles, but incense. And mum would collect... She didn't actually have crystals at all, but she would collect lots of different Buddha statues and ornaments. So oh, my all... God, so did my mum. Did she? <laughs> yes. <laughs> and also shells. Like, my mum used to go to the Isle of Pines a lot. Remember I told you that story about the snake chasing my mum into the water? So that's that was at the Isle of Pines. And she used to come back with these shells. Like, I'm talking – oh, you guys can't see me. But, like, massive, like, head-sized shells. And they that's, used to be around the house as well. That's epic. My mum also collects shells, but not head-sized ones, like really small ones. That And some of them, I mean, no offence, mum, if you're listening, which you're probably not, but, like, you'd find a sh- the shell, like, anywhere, you know? What's special about this one? But I forget that they're Cancerian and they're just looking for their homes. <laughs> yeah, they just want to get back into their shell. <laughs> so they were the main, the main tasteful things that mum, also the plant thing, she had in her last home a room dedicated to plants, like kind of like a greenhouse, but inside the house, Ooh. all around her piano, and she kept it all alive. I don't know how she does it. I don't either, because the thing is with indoor plants, they're all, well, if you have different ones, they all need different things. Yes. And they won't tell me what it is they need, <laughs> so I don't know how to keep them happy. <laughs> you communicate. All I know is like I talk to the fiddle leaf. That's it. It's That's doing so okay. good. That's good. You yeah. should talk to them. But I just honestly, like... I'm pretty good at most things, let's be honest, but I'm not good with indoor plants. And the only way I know to water them is when they look a bit sad. When they look like they're dying. Yeah. <laughs> That's when they need water, guys. The same as with a fish. You feed it when it looks like it's dying. Uh, no, Holly, you, <laughs> you feed, feed a fish, fish every, every day. day. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit, I forgot about the fish. Sorry, guys, I'm flashing back to like 10 years ago. Do you have a fish now? No, no, not anymore. (laughs) (laughs) It died. I didn't feed it. (laughs) Feed it for several days. No, I would never do that, guys, to a fish ever. Animal lover. Um, George, what about the not-so-ideal things that your mum has collected through the years? This wasn't part of the discussion, by the way, but I think it's important. We need context. (laughs) Uh, I don't know. I mean, oh, oh, okay. I got it. Tell me. (laughs) I don't know if I've told this story before. My mum used to make the most incredible art. It was so beautiful. I wish she made it now because I actually think she was way ahead of her time and it would sell now and it didn't sell that well back then. But she used to go out into the wilderness and find like sticks and pieces of driftwood and then do, I guess, sort of like sort of decoupage and collage and put feathers and like, amazing things on them and wrap wrap like wool and twine around these sticks they were incredible and you'd hang them on the wall they were amazing but she used to like finding the feathers so she'd never buy the feathers right oh and so often she'd call like um there was like a wildlife park out west somewhere that only had birds and she said to them you know can I come and collect some feathers from the bottom of the cages and they're like yeah of course fine 
then she kind of got bored of doing that. And then because my mum's a bit supernatural, um, we would just always find the most exotic dead birds on the road. Whoa. And mum used to stop. And I, I would be in the car in the back seat screaming at her. I'm like, don't you stop. Don't you stop. <laughs> no, mum, you're not going to stop. And she'd be like, come on, Jordan, it's fine. I'm just going to scoop it up and I'm going to put it in the back of the car. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> so we'd have, friends. we'd have all these feathers, but they'd come from the birds. I mean, she was fucking crazy now that I think about it. <laughs> My mum would be all for it. George, my mum used to teach decoupage and folk art classes. Well, it's so funny that you say that because my grandmother, so my mother's mother, she was a Scorpio, Mm. but she used to make and sell them for lots and lots of money in London. These, um, they would basically decoupage ostrich and emu eggs. So they'd be about, you know, yay size. Oh, guys, the size of a big egg. And she decoupaged the outside of them. And then she used to like, she'd carve out a side of the egg and it'd be like a little door and there'd be like a clock inside or like a photo oh inside. Or sometimes there was like, what? Oh, I don't know if I'm making this up. I was going to say like a, like a spinning ballerina thing. I think yeah, there yeah. was. They were motorized, some of them. They were incredible. She Whoa. sold them for thousands of dollars. But um, there was always, like, decoupage stuff everywhere. And this is kind of the thing that happened. When my grandmother passed away, because she was like my mum, which is obviously where my mum got it from, mum inherited all of my nana's knickknacks, you know, and she still got them everywhere. And I said to mum, I don't want them. I I don't want yours. I don't want hers. (laughs) I just want a clean slate. Haven't you guys heard of minimalism? It's the new thing. It's so funny, George, because my grandma, Pisces. What, what is with these water, water signs? signs? Oh my god. My grandma collects eggs, like Ooh. literally ornamental eggs. Oh my god, we're the same. I, I, I can't believe we've never had this conversation. I know. And now my mum, the, the things that she has collected that, look, probably, no, I'm just going to say they're fucking shit. Um, <laughs> <laughs> spoons of, like, Literally, does she, she display has. them or does she just keep them in a drawer? No, she just keeps them in a drawer. And George, I'm gonna, I'm gonna out my mum. She steals them sometimes from restaurants. I'm outing her, guys. If you own a restaurant and my mum comes and you have a really nice tiny little spoon, Holly. Sometimes Jenny listens to this podcast. Jenny needs to learn. <laughs> <laughs> the other thing, bottles. What? Or, or, Different shapes, sizes, colors. Does she Despite use the them? Bottles. No, 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 no. They collect dust. Oh, no. Yeah. So they're the things where I'm like, oh, probably not so great. Um, but look, Cancerian women, got to love them. And then I guess with us growing up, we can pick and choose the traits of their what they've curated in a home that we like and what we didn't like necessarily, you know? Yeah, I just, my mum always says to me, she goes, you'll be like me one day. And there's a part of me that thinks maybe I will because, you know, (laughs) when I look at me now, everything's very beautiful and tasteful and it was reflective of her in her youth. (laughs) I'm like, what if I end up like that? (laughs) Can you help it? Like, is that what this conversation is about? Like, you make a house or a home based on your mother, whether you like it or not? But you know what? Like, in saying that, like I said, she's still very tasteful in everything she does. And it's, it still feels like a home. It's just like, I just, I just want to say to her, it's like she's the generation that's missed the minimalist conversation. Yes. yes. And so, and my, so the other thing about my mum is she works for, uh, Red Cross. So she works in a lot of their op shop stores. And my mum loves op shopping. Like her wardrobe, oh, well, that's another podcast, but her wardrobe is just phenomenal. But she brings new stuff home all the time. Mm. And a lot of the op shops, people don't realize this, but they actually get a lot of brand new stuff that mm. hasn't actually been used by anyone. It's come straight from the supplier. Yeah. So one of their stores is um, 
carries like homewares and furniture and all of that. Right. So this stuff will come in and mum's like, oh, bargain, I'm, I'm going to nab that. And so she buys it. And I'm like, no, uh-uh, uh-uh. I've said to her husband, you know, you really need to start monitoring this. Jord, we've got to get our mums in a room together because they would, they're the same person. They'll either love each other or hate each other. I think other. they'll hate each other. Yeah, probably. I've thought this a lot about my mum. I'm like, I think if my mum met my mum, she'd have a good yarn with her, but then she'd be feel, she'd feel threatened by her. Yeah. Because yeah. none of my mum's friends are like her. Yeah, that's the same as my mum actually. It would be it would it would be so interesting for some reason I'm seeing like two caged chickens in a pen together. <laughs> I don't know why. My mum would be a peacock. My mum would be a dove. My mum would just be crying. She's got a lot of cancer placements. Really? Yeah. yeah. Oh, so my my mum, I don't know how this turned into a my mum episode. <laughs> but my mum, she's a cancerian, but she's also very earthy. So most yes. of her chart is earth. Mm. Um, so I don't see her cancerians come out, cancerian ways come out a lot, except... Mm. Sometimes I forget she's Cancerian and I'm some a bit tough on her, and then right. she gets upset and I'm like, oh yeah, sorry. Oh shit, yeah. <laughs> my mum's got five Cancerian placements. Oh my god. Yeah. So she is definitely Cancerian, but guys, it's fine because she's got a Virgo moon. <laughs> I don't know if that is fine because I've Definitely seen not. Jenny's Virgo moon in action, and it's guys, not balanced. This, this is my mum's Virgo moon in action. If you want a lull. Add my mum on Facebook. Actually, don't do it. But she'll just randomly go on to, what was the recent one? The project did a status update on Facebook and mum went in and corrected the spelling of some random's comment. She just corrected the spelling. Full stop. That's it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it was pretty funny. Okay, Mm. let's get back to homes. Um, Mm. So what are some of the things that you do in your home to make it feel like a home? Well, it's very, I was thinking about this, Jord, and it's a very sensory experience for me. And like what you were saying, like scent and sound are super important for me. So I will always have music playing and as playlist depending on my mood. Um, And Trent Trent always judges the playlist that I have during the day or when I have friends coming over because he's like, oh, it hits his Pisces, all of his Pisces. He's like, this is such sad music. And it's like, no, it's ambient sound. It's not sad. It's just chill. So music is an important one for me, as well as scent. I'll always have incense, a candle burning, some kind of scent that smells nice. Um, I used to use and diffuse a lot of essential oils. Not so much anymore. If I'm working with oils, I'll probably like use a mist, like a spritzer around the house but mainly for me the scent piece is incense and candles um and I also like the glow I think lighting is so important salt lamps and those sorts of things Mm. yeah how about you Jord um I don't know I was just trying to think about it I think for me I mean scent is important I'll usually have some incense burning but I don't think it's what maketh my home right um I think I don't know. What do you think, Cole? Well, yeah, I was gonna, I was gonna say, do you want me to talk about your home because I spent a lot of time there? <laughs> yeah, I can tell you what makes it a home. Well, it's it's that it's hard to place because it is energetic, and, and I will comment on that in a minute. Yeah, I it's will. the in, intention of how you feel when you're in the home. So, what I why I feel so comfortable in your home is number one, I'm always made welcome. I'm made to feel comfortable. There's always, I know this sounds ridiculous. It does make a difference. There's always some kind of warm beverage on offer. Like, the, <laughs> like no, but true. And, it, like, it's served in the most beautiful ceramic mug. And, like, look at you sipping from your beautiful ceramic mug. This is new. Isn't it like, nice? It's actually gorgeous. Thank you. But those little touches actually make a difference to me. Like, you could have the cleanest, most spick and span, like, almost like neutral palette house in the world. But if it didn't have the the heart or the soul or the essence with mm. those little touches, it wouldn't feel like a home to me. Or it wouldn't feel comfortable, yeah. I guess. I think um, I think you're right. 
I think from an aesthetic point of view, I always have lots of colour in my house. I think I told the story last time on the potty of that guy I was dating who came over to my house and goes, oh, it looks like a unicorn vomited in here, (laughs) which I don't think is an accurate representation of my home. Definitely not. Um, Well, not this one anyway. No, not that one either. But I do like to have colour in the house on Mm. on a neutral palette. So I've got lots of white furniture. My couch is grey. The kitchen's black and stainless steel, but then everything around it is pops of colour. Yes. And the pops of colour come from crystals. My chakra bookshelf. (laughs) And books is a massive one for me. We've spoken about this before, but Mm. I have to have my books on display. Like, Mm -hmm. I don't understand locking books away in a cupboard. Like, it's just not a thing. I will have a library. The things I want for my next home, not the question we were talking about, but I'm going to answer them anyway. Thanks for asking. Please, please um, do. I want my own library and I want my own podcast studio because right now my house looks like a podcast studio and that's not okay with me. Yeah, well, that's the piece where it is hard when you're working from home and the kind of work encroaches in the home life. Like when I have people coming over to the home, I really want to remove any essence of I work here. So that's where like the microphone and the um, laptop like gets stored away in the spare room because for me, it's it's not a pedantic need for cleanliness, but some sense of order where things aren't in disarray is super important as well. Like I have a lot of things. I have my altar on the mantelpiece, which has a lot of different knickknacks and things. I've got crystals everywhere, but there has to be some kind of essence of order and cleanliness to the home for me to feel fully comfortable. Yeah, I agree. From an energetic perspective, I am very conscious and I was less conscious of it when I was living in Bondi until the end of my time there. There was a lot of people that used to come and go from that place. And I mean, they would just walk in off the street. I mean, I obviously knew who they were, but it was like, op- it was open house. Open I mean, home. I lived there from the age of 21 to 34. So it was wow. like lots of <laughs> lots yeah. of coming and going of people. Um, but then I started to realize that everyone that came into the house was leaving bits of their energy in there. And I was like, well, I don't know about this. So um, I got very strict about who was allowed into my house. And I've very much done that with the Byron home. Yes. If I don't know someone well or I'm not comfortable with their energy, they will not be coming into my home. It's actually such an important conversation to have, Jordan. It is one around boundaries, right? And energetic boundaries makes a solid difference. It's why I very much in the initial stages of my business. And I know you were the same, seeing people in your home, clients in your home. Oh gosh, did that cross such a line? Just energetically, it just wasn't on. And so So I think I did it for a year and was like, I I cannot do this. Like I will not have any kind of stranger or person I'm not fully familiar with in my living space. Like absolutely not. As you said, they leave their energetic remnants around. And then we got to tidy it up. But then also, there's something, I don't know, when I had people coming into my house, I automatically I felt disarmed, like I was unsafe. Even yes. though I was in my own home, it felt like I was very vulnerable all of a sudden. Totally. Letting someone into my home that I didn't know. I guess it also, it depends on how much value you put on your home space and for you and I both we care deeply about our homes and like the space we spend a lot of time at home and we love our homes so it kind of is that cliched saying home is where the heart is but you're not just going to let anyone into your heart space you know so it's kind of the same thing absolutely surprise surprise it's reco time (laughs) I love this new way of doing recos Jord Yes, thank you. It was my idea. It really was. <laughs> I'm giving you all the credit for it. So what are you surprising me with this week? Well, I have a bra reco this week, um, and the bra recos usually come from you, but yeah. this week they come from me. It's I actually love- a bra-let reco, but it very much it works as a bra. Um, so it's a brand called Sloggy, which is the most unattractive name ever, S-L-O-G-G-I, <laughs> Um, I buy these bras from the Triumph website. I think they must be a sub-brand of Triumph. But they're basically a bralette that looks like a bra, but there's no underwire in them. And they're made from this most incredible, like, zero-feel 
material. They come in an array of colors, so many colors. I've got the peanut butter and the black, and the peanut butter is basically like the color of my skin, so like a pale skin color. And um, they're just, first of all, they're the most comfortable bralette I've ever worn. They shape your breasts in the most incredible way. You've seen mine, haven't you, Holly? Yeah, yeah. I know exactly what you're talking about. They're beautiful. And they actually, for something that feels like nothing, they actually um, hold your boobs up. It's very strange. I, I don't really know how they work, but... They're honestly the best purchase I've made in a really long time. They're only $39.95. Oh, my God. Yeah, and I have, just so everybody knows, I have, oh, God, I don't even know. I should probably go get a bra fitting. I think I'm an 8 double D at the moment. Maybe an 8D. 8 double D-ish. Anyway, so the the sizes range from extra small to extra large, I think. Let me check. No, sorry, extra small to large. But even though my cup size is quite big, because my underbust is quite narrow, I'm in the extra small and I'm completely in there. Like there's no falling out. So that might kind of give you a read of where you would fall. I don't know, to be honest, Hole, I don't know how big a bust would fit in them. Mm. I would say if you're an A to well I'm a double D and I'm in there comfortably so maybe like an A to an E Mm -hmm. but any bigger I don't know I wouldn't risk it I'd love to though but it's uh yeah I don't know I I was so surprised by them I honestly I wear mine every day I actually just bought two more the other day because I'm obsessed with them do you say to yourself when you go to put your bra on just gonna get my sloggy (laughs) no because you you should from now on really really sexy uh no um all right what is your reco it's a bit of a rogue one friends uh it's actually a reco for every single person listening to this to get online and order someone in their life a bunch of flowers because i had the beautiful experience last week of none other than jordana levine sending me a surprise bunch of flowers i was having a bit of a time and it brightened the heck out of my day and looking at them every day still does. And then we're at dinner with our friends on the weekend and we were looking at different vases and my friend just said, oh, you've already got a vase though, Hole. And I was like, oh, I need more. I receive flowers all the time. And Trent's like, she actually does. It's because she sends them all the time. And I was like, Trini's learning the thing, but it's the truth, guys. I I make it a habit of sending flowers to my friends just randomly and for occasion. And what happens is it's this like symbiotic nature of you're not doing it to receive a bunch, but you kind of do. It's like this beautiful cyclical thing. So I thought, why not encourage every person who has this in their ear holes right now to think about a person who's maybe just challenged in their life at the moment send them a bunch of flowers it doesn't have to cost much it's not actually about how extravagant the bunch is and there are such good brands doing the rounds at the moment George that do like $39 posies you know yeah um, well yeah. The, the company who sent flowers to you they're Sydney based um okay. they're called Little Flowers and yes. they've got they've got a small posy I think that's 35 yeah. And then the bigger posy, which I sent you, which is 65. And you don't get to choose the posy. They change it every day. They basically go to the flower markets in the morning, get what they can, and then make posies. But that's also so beautiful about it. You know, you just kind of get what you're given. Exactly. And um, they deliver same day. And, yeah, it's I've been using that service for years. Me too, actually. Little Flowers is the one I use for Sydney base. So I guess I guess the reco is Little Flowers, but even if you're not, like there are beautiful local florists in all areas. So I do think florists have done it tough as well, especially the ones that have storefronts. So let's let's do a flower circulation. Let's just get it happening. I think it's gonna be beautiful. That's so nice. Do you know what, Holly? I don't ha- I don't own a vase, like not one. I stole vases from my mum's house. Because that's what you get when you steal spoons from restaurants, mum. Because I'm the same. I just have glass jars. Same. Everything's in a glass jar. But sometimes, like around my birthday, I got some epic bunches. And I was struggling to fit them in the glass jars. So yeah. I was going to say, so if you're my friend, buy me a vase. But I actually have nowhere to store vases. So don't do that. Yeah. I, the only vase I have is a cool Frida Kahlo vase, of all things. Oh, my God. That's so funny. <laughs> so I guess that segues into 
<laughs> Celebrity metal chop. <laughs> Pick a Franco brother, any Franco brother, but make it James. I was going to say, because I love Dave. Like, I've got so much respect for Dave. And um, I actually find him a bit sexier than James. But I do love James Franco. Am I even allowed to say that? Was he caught up in the Me Too scandal? Was he? I feel like he was. No. But, you know, I still really like him. (laughs) We don't know the specifics, so no, he wasn't. He wasn't charged with anything. I think. I think someone was like, "James, you're a bit handsy." Yeah, he's pretty sexy. Okay, so let's guess his chart, shall we? Yeah, you're guessing his chart. And by we, I mean I. (laughs) This is true. Okay, James Franco. Well, look. Can I ask you his age? Oh, James Franco. Is 42 years old, born in 1978. Yeah. Okay. So, man child. So, I'm going to go right off the bat and say Aries. Yes. Oh, really? Oh, my God. <laughs> you genius. He's such a man child. Um, yeah. I don't know where to put it yet. So, we'll just hold on to it. Okay. Um, okay. Wow. I think he also, or, okay, so wait, Aries could also be the performer in him. So I might, is it just one fire? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So that, that rules out Leo and such. He's definitely got a water placement for sure. Yes? Yes. Yes. Okay. Um, And... Hmm. Um, I want to say the other placement is Earth? Yes. Okay. Oh my God, do you really know James Franco? I actually really like him. I mean, use that. Use that. Okay. Okay. Oh, oh okay. <laughs> I'm going to say because I really just saw Aries like straight off the bat. It's it's either his sun or his rising. It's not his moon. Definitely not his moon. Okay. Is, is he an Aries sun? Yes. Yes. Okay. So water and earth. Okay, I'm going to go two ways with water. So don't mm. say anything, Holly. Let me talk it out. Because sometimes okay. you jump in and say yes or no, and I'm not I know, really excited. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so there's two ways I go with this. We know he's a bit of a pothead, right? <laughs> and I feel like it wouldn't be outrageous to say probably take psychedelics as well. Totally. So sometimes we can say people who enjoy that tend to have either Pis- Pisces or Aquarius in their chart. We know he doesn't have Aquarius, so... I would say Pisces, but I also think that he has an intensity to him, Mm. which makes me think that maybe the water placement is Scorpio. Mm -hmm. So my question to you is, can I rule out cancer? You can rule out cancer. Okay. I'm just going to park that for a minute. Let's work with the earth. Hmm. Okay. Here's some logic. As much of a stoner as James Franco is, he's also written and directed a bunch of really successful movies. Yeah. So he's not a half-wit. No. Not that any of the Earth signs are half-wits. But I'm leaning towards less of the Taurus vibe, which is I love all my Tauruses, but they can be a little bit slothy. (laughs) Good work. Um, and I don't really get Capricorn or Capricorn or Virgo. I'm going to say Virgo. Yeah. Yes. And that's, 
why I like him, do you think? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, so we've got an Aries, Aries sun, Virgo somewhere. Is it a Virgo moon? It's a Virgo moon. Yes. Represent. I knew I loved James Branco <laughs> and Jenny as a party. <laughs> um, okay, so what am I doing? I'm trying to find a rising and whether it's Scorpio or Pisces. Fuck, I don't know. I, I feel like I could say both quite confidently. Uh. Um, Pisces. Nah. Oh, Scorpio. You were so good, Jord. This is why you also love that Scorpionic energy. I know you like roll your eyes at it, but you're into it. I love it. (laughs) (laughs) Guys, I can't even deny it anymore. I love water men. You love water men? I love water men. I don't know when this happened, but it happened. This is a revolution. It is. I mean, this is revolutionary. <laughs> Huge. Um, also, his Mercury is Aries as well. Mm. Matchup. Yeah, really interesting. His Venus is Taurus. His Mars is Leo. Oh. Yeah. He's wild. He would be a fun time. He would be a fun time. But also a nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> I think he'd just be hard to like tame, you know, not, not that you tame a guy. I just mean like, I feel like he'd just be on the go and wild, like all the time. Totally. Totally. Which is probably what we, we find attractive in him. You can see that airy sun though. Hey, you can. Yeah. You nailed that. You nailed that. I wonder what Dave Franco is. I reckon Dave is, he's like the, he's like the, um, what's the word? Like, cool, calm, and collected version of James. So maybe like Taurus. Maybe, but also quite Virgo-y. I wouldn't be surprised if he's he was a Virgo son. Should we look it up now or should yeah. we do the next one? No, I think we should look it up. Okay, let's do it. So fun. Do you know that Dave Franco's married to Alison Brie? You're, you're going you're gonna to say, who's Alison Brie? Who's Alison Brie? <laughs> you know, um, oh, Alison Brie, she, she was in that... Uh, that uh, wrestling show on Netflix, Glow, and she was in Community. She played the brunette in Community, and she. Oh, I'm gonna Alison Brie. She's been in a million things. Oh, Alison. Yes, yes. Is it B R I E? Yeah, that's how I remember names. Yeah, I know who you're talking about. Yeah. Um. Okay. Do you want to hear Dave Franco? Yeah. Gemini Sun. Oh, that's why I love him so much. Aries Moon. Oh my god, that's why he loves his brother. <laughs> and Capricorn Rising. Oh my god. That's why he just gets things done. <laughs> They're the and best. His Mercury is also Gemini. Oh my god, I love him. And then his Venus is Taurus. And wait for it, Jordana Levine, your favourite. His Mars is Scorpio. Cancer. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so basically either franco twin and you'd have a great time they're not twins holly i know why did i say that as i said i was like they're definitely not twins but you know i just read their separate natal chart maybe in another episode can you choose alison Bree's chart for me yes thanks and we'll see their compatibility yeah what a vibe what a vibe every afternoon at about three o'clock ish yeah uh you and I both get very tired and I say to you Holly I'm so tired I'm just gonna lie down and you say me too I'm gonna have a nap and I'm (laughs) like oh well I'm not gonna do that because I can't fall asleep and you disappear for two and a half hours and it's like past my dinner time and you wake up from your nap so tell me how the hell do you nap because I I have an inability to do so I didn't realize, guys, that this is an actual skill set um, that I'm going to share with you all. But, but Holly, can I just stop you there? Just right off the bat. Please. Is it a skill set? I no. feel like I want to talk to a scientist about it because I feel like some people can nap and some people can't. And I don't think it's because I have so many air placements and Virgo <laughs> placements. I don't think that's it. I don't well, think no. it's because I can't switch my mind off. No, because your projector wants you to nap. Yeah. 
No, I, I, I think you're right, George. I didn't realise it was an actual thing. I just assumed everyone could nap. Like, I fall asleep in cars. I fall asleep on planes. I fall asleep in movie theatres, literally. Yeah. I constantly fall asleep everywhere all the time. So I think it's just some people are wired more for naps than others. Mm. But what I will do is share some ways that I set myself up for a nap because okay, I think great. that that might help. Does that yeah. sound good? Yes. Okay. So first and foremost, the timing of your nap is most important. We set an alarm when we nap, ladies and gentlemen. We do not just rogue nap and wake up whenever. That's when well, you feel... I mean, no offence, Holbert. You do that all the time. I do sometimes. I know. <laughs> it's true. I'm like, oh, God, I just put snooze. I snooze my alarm. But if you want to do it properly, and I learned this from a couple of naturopaths, you want to work with the sleep cycle, right? So the ideal timing to nap is a 20-minute window, which is definitely not long enough in my opinion. Just meditate if it's going to be 20 minutes in my professional napping opinion, <laughs> or 90 minutes because apparently that gives you the full sleep cycle, okay. including REM, right? If you're waking up between 20 minutes and 90, you're going to feel hungover and groggy. If you sleep longer than that, it's kind of not a nap. It's like mm. longer than that. You know? I'm going to ask you annoying questions the whole please, way through this. So please. my first one is, uh, yeah. I get it. I get it. My dad is a 20-minute napper. There's a running joke in the house, just going to go have 20 minutes. And he literally disappears for 25 minutes maybe and then he's back and he's yep. bright as a daisy. <laughs> I love it. But I, it would take me in the odd, odd, odd circumstance that I have been able to nap. And to be honest, it's only when I'm jet lagged. It takes me 20 minutes to get to sleep, let alone, mm-hmm. so like what? how do I set my alarm? You know, if I set it for 20 minutes or half an hour, and I fall asleep that I'm only having 10 minutes and then I'm like, yeah, that's oh, fast. I'm waking up at the wrong. You know what I mean? Yeah, totally. So what I would advise you in this napping, <laughs> in this unique napping situation is <laughs> it's probably best that you meditate <laughs> instead okay. of nap yeah. because that will avoid you, you know, if you think you're going to take 20 minutes to fall asleep so you set your alarm for 40 minutes and then you have a half hour, you're just going to fuck with the system. So it's more likely if you have a long slog of time to work with then I would give yourself a little bit of a bridge to fall asleep itself. So how long does it take you to fall asleep? Well, here's the thing. I think this is the other skill with napping. Only nap if you're like ready to go, you know? Like <laughs> I can't I can't schedule nap time. I'm not in preschool, guys. I'm an adult here. Like I nap when I want to nap and sometimes I don't. <laughs> it's just about when your eyes are like, I can't be awake any longer I'm going to work with this and you run with that energy and you take it to bed and you go and you sleep. So for me, it really is a matter of if my eyes are feeling heavy and they're going to close and I know I can roll with that energy, then I will. But if I'm like awake and I'm like, oh, I need to rest, but I'm wide awake, I'm not going to force a nap on myself because I'll just get anxious. Yeah. You know? Yeah. A couple of other things to think about are your environment is everything with napping. So some people nap outside of their bed. I'm in two minds about this. I feel like your bed is for sleeping and naps are included in this. Oh. I give you permission to nap in bed. Oh, that's big. See, I Mm. feel like that would be my downfall. Well, the things that can be your pitfall if you nap in bed are the time that you nap. Oh, my God, I know so much about napping. This is actually ridiculous, (laughs) but it's serious. Because if you're falling asleep, say, at 4.30 and it's light outside, and then you nap in bed and then you wake up and it's dark outside, oh, you fucked yourself. That's on you. You did it wrong. <laughs> okay? And you can't blame anyone but yourself. Whereas... <laughs> <laughs> so don't come crying to me because you got your napping wrong. Don't at me. <laughs> Definitely don't because I'm not going to say it because I'm off. I'm gone. I'm disappearing. Um... <sighs> So what you want to do is the time of your nap is key. Do not fall asleep with the sun out and then know that you're going to be waking up and it's dark outside. Absolutely not. You probably want to stop your potential to nap by, I'd say, I don't know, four o'clock because you're also getting too close to bedtime. So that's where you can like squeeze in a medi. Like you're going to, you really are going to mess with your sleep cycle, I believe. Um, So if you're going to nap in bed, Make it during the day, basically, is what I'm saying. So you don't throw yourself off with bedtime. Otherwise, if it's like an early afternoon nap, yeah, on the couch is fine. (laughs) 
The other thing is get comfortable. Take your bra off. Get into your PJs. Like, oh, no, Holly, I'm sorry. No. No. This is why you can't. No, because that is just asking for a long sleep. Right. See, not for me. I Look, I've got a precursor to this. I'm one of those people that once I'm awake, I'm awake. Like, even in the mornings, when I'm awake, I'm awake. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Repeated what he said with more emphasis so that you guys can understand that when I wake up, I really do wake up. <laughs> so if you're the type of person that when you're awake, you're actually asleep, <laughs> don't nap. It's that simple. I think that's my problem. The few times I have been able to nap, and like I said, it's jet lag or if I'm sick. Like if I fall asleep during the day, I'm like, oh shit, I'm coming down with something. Yeah, okay. But when I do wake up, and maybe it is because I'm getting sick when this happens, but when I do wake up, it's like, what was the point? Because I feel 10 times worse. I mm-hmm. can't actually wake up again. So unless I just plan to stay at home on the couch watching Netflix, there's really no point to it. Yeah, Trent's the same. He yeah. and He's also a projector, so should should be napping, you know, should inverted commas. And he just rolls his eyes at me. He's like, I have no idea how you do that. Like, I just don't get it. No. Is that the end of your napping tips? Because I have uh, something to back it up with. Yeah, look, they're, they're, they're my main ones. If you guys want me to come back with a round two, I'll come back next week swinging. No, I'm joking. <laughs> That's it. That's all I got. <laughs> okay, so I can't nap, but I definitely uh, rest at the end of the day. And I know that we've done um, a potty on rest, so I won't go deep into it. But I honestly feel like when I do some sort of yoga nidra practice, so that means not moving my body, but mm-hmm. consciously uh, moving my awareness around my body, and I do it to a guided, a guided yoga nidra, I actually feel my body relax so much that it feels like a rejuvenating nap. Yeah, beautiful. That's yeah. a really good thing to think about, Jord. And the same is with um, Vedic meditation, and we do a whole lot on that, so we won't dive into that either. But you can do, you can replace your nap, or if you wanted to nap with a 20-minute medi, and if you need the rest, you'll get the rest in that as well. You've been listening to The Middle with your host, Holly Azapati, and your Dharma Levine. If you'd like to find us on Instagram, just search the underscore middle underscore podcast. Or search for us on Facebook. We've got a very active Facebook group. And all you need to do is search The Middle Podcast Show on Facebook and it should pop up. Until next week, we're Holly and Jordana, as I just mentioned. And we'll see you in the middle. Oh, good one. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. <laughs>